Hey, time for you to reach your full potential. Getting into health and fitness, this is what you're missing. Going hard, I push you to the limit. Go on a journey with genetics coach Laura Phillips. Yeah, yeah, here to take you to the next level. Been in the health and fitness industry since 07. Working with so many athletes. Push it to the limit with world champions, yeah, and some Paralympians. Hey, working from Brisbane to Singapore. We train, we going hard. All out, we keep it raw. Laura Phillips, let's go. In this week's episode of Real Talk, I get straight into the topic of fat loss. In another episode, I break down how to calculate your calories as well as your macros and creating a deficit if your goal is in fact to lose weight or to lose fat. In this episode, I get a little more specific on fat loss because when it comes to fat loss, really it comprises of two basic numbers, two basic factors that is it, and just being super damn consistent with these two numbers. And that's where people get lost. That's where people get stuck. That's where people chew themselves in the foot where they lose one kilo and they put on five. They lose 10 kilos, they put on 12, if not 15. And it's because people have a really hard time in changing their behaviors. People are typically very stuck in their routines, in their own ways, and in their own thoughts, actually, because our behaviors map to our belief system. Not many people are proactively working on their belief system and adjusting their belief system. That's the difference when you work with a coach such as myself, is we unpack the essence and the origin of your behaviors. We don't just go, hey, go ahead and eat in a deficit and good luck. No, Well, if you've tried eating in a deficit before and it didn't work, why didn't it work? What thoughts, feelings, emotions came up that prevented you from adhering to that and sticking with that? And that's where we really create those shifts for people. But in any case, this episode is a bit more specific on fat loss, the two numbers that you need. And when I say that these are the two numbers, what I also am trying to tell you is they only work if you're consistent. And again, this is where people typically don't see the change that they want to. Not because it's the numbers fault. It's not because it's the wrong diet. It's because you're not consistent. And consistent means doing something more often than what you don't. So I really want you to pay attention to that. If you find value in this episode, let us know. Leave us a comment. Leave us some love and any suggestions you have for future topics. I'm all ears. I always want to talk about what you want to hear about. So do let me know. Connect with us on the social media links provided as well. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Um, must have been Gary Vaynerchuk who mentioned it. And I was like, damn, that sounds like magic. And it is because it just synchronizes your content across all platforms. So I'm currently on Instagram on my iPad, I'm on Facebook group, Facebook business, Facebook personal, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. I wonder if I can add threads to this. Who's on threads? I haven't explored much, but um, I'm sure it's going to have a moment just like Clubhouse did in 2020. I really like Clubhouse, but I am an audio person. I was going to say audio file, but that's not quite correct. Um, so, so guys, I had a conversation with a lady yesterday and it kind of, kind of blew my mind. It kind of shocked me because she was talking about her weight loss challenges and how she's been struggling with her weight for years and she's not seen any progress and not really seen the change that she's been looking for. 
and it, it felt like quite a hurdle to her, quite a, a battle and barrier to overcome, which is not unfamiliar to a lot of people. I know that that happens for a lot of us, at least at one point in time or another. But what puzzled me was that there were two things she couldn't answer. There were two numbers she didn't seem to know about. And I wanted to talk about that today because I like to think that there's a lot of information out there and that the obvious stuff should be known about. People should just know like calories in versus calories out. People should know about caloric intake and total daily energy expenditure. And maybe I'm just a little too removed from the rest of society to, to, I don't know, am I in my own world? I just feel like that's common knowledge, but it's apparently not common knowledge. So I'm very perplexed over here. But anyway, I digress. So in order to see a change in the mirror, in order to change your body composition, we really need to look at two things when it comes to calories. Everything else in the gym is important too. So we want to make sure that we're increasing the weights that we're lifting. We want to make sure that we're, you know, applying progressive overload, meaning that each session, each week, you're either increasing the repetitions that you're doing or you're lifting more weight. It's usually one or the other. And then after so many weeks, you then increase the weight, you drop the reps and you've got to begin. So for example, if you start from eight reps at a goblet squat of 10 kilos, then you build to 10, 12, 15, maybe 20, depending on what your goals are. And then after the fourth week, you're going to increase the weight to, uh, let's say it's 12.5 kilos. And then again, you're going to drop your reps from 15 to, let's say, 11, 10 or 11. And the week after, instead of doing 10 or 11, you're going to be doing 12 or 13. And the week after that, instead of 12 or 13, you're going to be doing 14 or 15, and so on and so forth. And this is why it's really important that you're logging what you're doing, you're tracking what you're doing, either in an app or in a logbook, or your trainer is doing that. If you're engaging a trainer, your trainer should absolutely be doing that. Otherwise, what are you paying them for? You know, that's worth asking. Um, so everything that we do in the gym is very, very quantifiable. It's very numbers-based. So those numbers are important too in terms of building strength and getting stronger and seeing more definition. When it comes to getting leaner, the two numbers we're looking at are going to be what are you consuming in terms of calories each day? And with a lot of people, I don't really start with a specific number. I just start by trying to get them consistent because all too often I see busy women who some days might eat once or twice and other days might have two meals, three snacks and a partridge in a pear tree. So that inconsistency is really challenging for the body because the body doesn't then really know how to allocate what to what. If you're doing a workout today, then it's going to need more energy. If you didn't have as much sleep today, your leptin and ghrelin might be off. So your hunger and satiety hormones might be off. You might have a bigger appetite than usual. So it's really, really important that when we are looking at getting leaner and changing your body composition, that... We're starting from a place of consistency first, and we're not just trying to go to a 1,200 calorie diet because that's not really recommended for anyone, uh, certainly not for prolonged periods of time. That's really too few calories to be healthy, and I could argue that 1,400 calories is still not enough, but if you're fluctuating from 1,800 calories one day 
to 900 calories tomorrow, that is certainly only going to slow you down and hinder your progress. So that's where we want to get to first, just a place of homeostasis in a sense, uh, an equilibrium of sorts where the body gets a consistent, sustainable, predictable amount of calories and from certain sources each day. So we want to make sure we're getting enough fiber each day. We want to make sure we're getting enough vitamins and minerals each day. We want to make sure we're getting enough water, like where's my gigantic water bottle? Hello, like enough water because everyone's chronically dehydrated. And from there, then we can look to more specific numbers. So we want to begin with the basal metabolic rate, BMR. There are several calculators online. You can just Google it. You can also Google Harris-Benedict equation if you want to. They all have a certain margin of error. There's no perfect equation, to say the very least. But it's going to be a guided. You can use that as a gauge, and that's better than guessing, okay? Your BMR is just essentially what your body needs any 24-hour period just to stay functioning at a healthy, in a healthy manner. To add to that, we need to factor in movement and exercise. So we multiply that equation of the result of that equation by a factor depending on how active you are. If you were someone with a very active job who goes to the gym three times a week, we're going to multiply that at a higher number than someone who sits for 8, 10, 12 hours a day. Someone who works out six days a week and is maybe doing endurance sports who perhaps gets 10,000 steps a day just in work. Um, maybe they have an active job. Perhaps they're a carpenter, a tiler, builder, um, a personal trainer. <laughs> they might be on their feet for prolonged periods. Again, how active you are really determines the number by which we multiply your BMR by to ascertain your TDEE, your total daily energy expenditure. So that's not just what you're consuming by breathing and, you know, fidgeting and sitting for a 24-hour window. It's also what you're doing in addition to that. So your daily movement um, and expenditure of calories through movement, if that makes sense. From there, I try and get people to maintenance first. So if I ascertain through these calculations that a person is on average burning let's say 1,700 calories a day, I want to get them to a point where they're consistently consuming 1,700 calories a day. For most people, this feels like a lot of calories. For a lot of the women I train who some days will barely eat 900 calories and the next day are gorging because they're starving and ravenous and they're consuming you know, nearer to 2,000, consistently eating at that rate can feel like a lot. So we, first of all, want to get to an understanding of what your maintenance calories looks like. And again, these numbers are not going to be 100% accurate. There's going to be a margin to play with. But the only way to find out whether you are losing or gaining weight is by adhering to that number for a consistent amount of time. And you should have a sense of what that looks like if you're getting those calories for two consecutive weeks. Okay, you know, plus or minus 10%, and ideally even less than that, but you know, okay, life happens. Then we should really be able to ascertain whether your body is maintained, whether it's in a deficit or whether it's in a surplus. Now, from there, if your goal is to lose 
fat, which is going to be the goal of a lot of people. That's what a lot of people come to me for. And that's why you know, a lot of people are connected with me in the first place. Then we want to look at creating a caloric deficit. So whatever your maintenance is, meaning what you eat is equal to what you expend, okay, calories in versus calories out. If this cup has the capacity of 200 milliliters and if I fill it all the way to the top, there's 200 milliliters of water in there, okay? The cup is not overflowing. I haven't tried to put 300 mils in my cup. I've only put 200, but it is at the very top. I can't fill it up anymore without it overflowing and there's also no room for any more, okay? So that is essentially what maintenance calories is. Now you want to lose fat, then you need two things. You need a caloric deficit, which means you need to burn, you need to expand more than what you're consuming, okay? So essentially that means we need to create some space in this cup, which means you need to be more active and or, you, which is an easier approach, you just need to eat less. You need to consume fewer calories. Coupled with sufficient protein intake. So Weight loss and fat loss are not the same thing. Weight loss just means that the number on the scales went down. That could happen for a number of reasons. You could lose muscle. You could have a limb amputated. Hopefully that's not happening to you today. You may have been unwell and you may have been sick. You may have vomited a few times. And in which case you're going to lose liquid. You could have a haircut. If you're like Rapunzel, like yours truly. I mean, look how much hair there is there. If I have some of that hair cut off, I'm going to weigh a bit less. So it's actually easy to just not consume the calories in order to weigh less. But we want to make sure we're not losing muscle, okay? Because muscle is really, really hard to build. It takes a lot of effort to build and it takes a lot of effort to keep. How do we make sure that when we lose weight, we're not losing muscle? It's by getting enough protein into your diet. What is enough protein? Guys, it's a lot more than what you think. And it's a lot more than what you're consuming. It is... For me, where I start with the people I work with, it's 1.5 grams per kilogram of what you weigh per day. So if a person is 60 kilograms, that looks like 90 grams of actual protein a day. Not 90 grams of chicken breast because 90 grams of chicken breast, give me some seconds for some math, it's going to give you about 24 grams of protein. So, you know, 100 grams of chicken breast is going to get you about a third of the weight if you are 60 kilos, but it's definitely not all of the way. Now, most people barely get one gram per kilo of what they weigh per day, barely. So where to begin? I mean, chicken's great because it's super protein dense. Turkey is great for a similar reason. And any other protein dense food that you enjoy and that digests well is going to help a lot. Typically, where I start with the people I work with is by working out how much protein they need every single day because it's going to facilitate recovery it's going to help you to build muscle it's going to help you to keep muscle and it's going to see you make faster gains in the gym which is a super motivating factor for people who are looking to get stronger so that's where i typically start if i know a person is 60 kilograms i know that they need 90 grams of protein every single day irrespective of whether they exercised or not and that's where we look to start. So I get them to track how much protein they eat every 24-hour window. That's a really good starting point. Typically, if you fill up on protein, you're not going to have room for other things such as the fried fatty foods, the sweets, 
what we tend to notice is that people have fewer cravings. So those 3 p.m. sugar crushes, crushes, crashes, I should say, those crashes at 3 p.m. tend not to occur when people prioritize protein and when they fill up on protein, especially early in the day. It really keeps those hunger pains at bay. So often when people skip breakfast, um, they get to like 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning and they're just ravenous and they often find themselves just reaching for anything and snacking like a crazy person until 12 or 1 or whenever their calls have finished for the morning. That's not great. <laughs> that is not healthy. I don't recommend that. What you want to do instead is, again, prioritize protein and especially towards the start of the day, if you know that you're going to have a big day ahead. So protein, 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 protein. That is the second number you need to know in order to see changes when you look in the mirror. In terms of changing your body composition, you need to prioritize protein. That equation, again, it's 1.5 grams per kilogram of what you weigh every single day. And if you were to log how much you're actually consuming at the moment, chances are it's nowhere near that. But again, when you make that your priority in your diet, you tend to have less room for everything else. You tend to have less room for snacks. And not to say that snacking is bad. I am all about deliberate and intentional snacking. There is definitely a time and a place for it. But if you find yourself just mindlessly picking and choosing all kinds of random things, going to the, the work pantry, bringing back crackers and snacks and going down to 7-Eleven and cheers just to pick up whatever you can for the sake of it, then you're probably not filling up on the most nutritious foods possible. And we would want you to do that because you only have one body to live in. We want it to be healthy, right? And a healthy body is a nourished body. It's one that gets vitamins and minerals every single day. It's one that gets a lot of protein to help you sustain your busy lifestyle and long working hours. So those two numbers again, in order to see a change in the mirror, in order to see a change in your body composition, we want to understand how many calories are you currently consuming every day? Um, if you are constantly eating differently, like every single day looks different, that can be really, really challenging to ascertain. So having some level of regularity and some level of repetition just until you start to see what these patterns look like can be really, really helpful. I prefer to use Chronometer as an app over my fitness pal. I find it to be a little bit more quote-unquote idiot-proof. You can't just add anything to the database, which means that every item on there is vetted by a government source. So it's, again, just more accurate. You're not going to accidentally put in salmon and then it's not going to tell you how much fat is in there because this has happened to me. I've looked at a client's diary entry on MyFitnessPal before and they chose a source of fish for a meal that they had. And when I looked at the macros, it didn't have anything under fat. I'm like, how can that be? It's, a, it's an oily fish and there has to be fat in there somewhere. And these little errors really add up over time, especially if you're making an assumption you're not getting so many calories, but turns out you are, it can be really misleading. So chronometer, C-R-O-N-O-M-E-T-E-R, C-R-O-N-O-M-E-T-E-R, I believe is correct. So chronometer, if you're looking in the app store, it tends to have an orange badge, if that helps. And again, you just want to get to a point of 
being consistent with your caloric intake first. So again, if you're fluctuating between 900 calories today and 2,000 tomorrow because it's Friday or 2,000 on Saturday, you're just really going to shoot yourself in the foot and you're really going to hinder your progress. Getting to that point of consistency is going to make a huge, huge, huge difference to your energy levels and in terms of the progress you can create and the gains you can make in the gym too. So two weeks of eating at a consistent number. If you're not sure roughly how many calories you need each day, Google BMR calculator. BMR calculator. You can also look at the Harris-Benedict equation, which more or less works out the same thing. Your BMR is only how many calories you need basically to stay alive. It doesn't factor in how many calories you expand through exercise and through standing and through your work and just day-to-day life. So make sure that you take your BMR, you use that activity factor, which is included in the calculator. And typically that is going to be anywhere from 1.2 to 1.7, just depending on you and your lifestyle. Again, someone who is more active, someone who might be a carpenter, someone who might go to the gym four times a week, five times a week and be a triathlete is going to consume a lot more calories than a person who sits for 8, 10, 12 hours a day who is, yeah, sitting a lot and maybe barely getting 3,000 steps every single day. So that is going to give you your, your BMR plus that activity rating and an activity factor is going to give you your TDEE, total daily energy expenditure, Whatever that number is, I want you to try and get to that number first when it comes to your calorie consumption. Get to a point where you can stick to that for two weeks, like consistently, 95% of the time. Of all of those calories, make sure you're getting 1.5 grams of protein per kilogram of what you weigh every single day. That should be factored into that caloric allowance. So let's just do some real quick math. I have to be off here in about three seconds, but I just want to make sure this makes sense to the people watching. So again, using the example of a person is 60 kilograms times 1.5 is 90. So that means that person needs 90 grams of actual protein every single day. How many calories does that yield? You want to multiply that by four because there's four calories per gram of protein. Okay. So 90 times four, not times three, 90 times four and maths was never my strong suit so yes I do want to check it on the calculator is 360 calories so whatever your total daily energy expenditure is figure out how many calories you first of all figure out how many grams of protein you need then how many calories of that you are getting from protein and then subtract that from your total daily energy expenditure the rest you can spend on fat the rest you can spend on carbs for me this is like the biggest needle to move when it comes to changing your body composition, okay? So they're the two big numbers. If you don't know how many calories you're eating, it's pretty damn hard to create change. It's pretty damn hard to know which direction to take from there. And it's pretty hard for your body to give you enough energy to do anything because it's constantly having to recreate a homeostasis in equilibrium because it's kind of like on a roller coaster every single day. And that's not great, that's not healthy, right? And then the second thing is of those calories, How many are you getting from protein? Are you getting 1.5 grams per kilo of what you weigh? If not, just don't expect to see change. Like just simple, you shouldn't. If you're applying these two factors, you should start to see change within four to six weeks. Again, if you're consistent and consistency is key, that needs to be applied 
95% of the time, okay? So if you have 21 meals a week, that means you need to be having 19 that are like, quote unquote, adherent, that are like on plan, on track, and in line with your goals. You can have two, which are maybe not so strict and not so structured, you know, food should be enjoyed, food should be a celebration, food should be a social occasion at times. We all eat for different reasons and we all are different people. So not to judge anyone who eats whatever, whenever. If that's something that serves you and works for you, good on you, boo, you do you. But if people are looking to lose fat, which again, that's why a lot of people come to me, these are the biggest things we need to focus on in order to create that change. Next thing is to get consistent at doing that and applying that time and time again so that you can see yourself getting leaner and see the number on the scale start to come down. So I hope that helps. If you have any questions, please just leave it in the comment section. Reach out to me directly on Instagram. If you're watching on Instagram, shoot me a DM. If you're watching me on all of the other platforms, just reach out to me in the DMs and I will make sure I get back to you. If you want help making sense of all of that, more than happy to, again, just reach out because I know maths is not for everyone and apparently this is not common knowledge. What do you know, huh? So I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you for watching. I look forward to seeing you on the next live, but bye for now. Guys, that's it. That's a wrap. That's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Real Talk with your gal pal. That's me, Laura Rogers. Please be sure to leave us a review. Give us your feedback on what else you would like me to talk about. I always want to deliver content on things that excite you and that are going to benefit you in your health and fitness journey. So do give us a review. Before you forget, I know you're busy. I've got to run off and record another episode. Do check us out on the other social media platforms listed below as well because you might just like what you see or hear there. So, you know, be sure to do that. I look forward to catching up with you in the next episode. And again, please leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. It would mean the absolute world to me. Stay healthy and I'll see you in the next one.